When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, live from our base sense while you're looking at us very differently to what you usually see us like. I'm very happy to be joined by Kai Kleinak. How are you doing, mate? You good? I'm good, mate. Thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, I've had better weekends, to be honest. Uh, a lot better weekends. Also joined by Bailey. How are you doing, fella? Good as always. Just like you, I've had better weekends as well. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, obviously, Arsenal's loss against Brighton wasn't the way which we expected the weekend to go, but it was... Was it a, a downfall of our own making in the end? I think so. Um, yeah, for me, I'd say it was Arteta's own fault. I think like, he stuck with the 4-3-3 and um, dropped Tavares again, uh, which I thought was the wrong decision. I really thought playing Jack at left-back back five massively. Um, I wouldn't have done it. I would have kept Tavares a left-back. We've got a panel piece coming out later. Um, so I don't want to spoil that too much, but... Uh, yeah, I just I, everything went wrong. Um, everything that could go wrong went wrong against Crystal Palace, and it's continued to go wrong against Brighton. And obviously, it didn't help that Spurs managed to claim a 4 0 victory against Aston Villa despite somehow losing that game on expected goals, which is just crazy. And yeah. I think what that game shows is sort of the importance of clinical strikers. Arsenal don't have one, Spurs have two, maybe three if you count Kuliseski, and that's why they've been able to turn this top four race from its head. And yeah. that's why Arsenal are looking in big trouble for their Champions League coach right now. Do you think it was wrong to play Nuno Tavares from, like, off the bench? He didn't play him at all, but do you think it was wrong that he, he benched him after what happened against Crystal Palace? I think it was a weird one because we know Nuno Tavares at the Emirates this season, he's done pretty well. And I think this was the perfect game to let him refine form, regain form against Brian at home. Brian off form, Tavares can really get into his get into his own a little bit because we're going to need him towards the end of the season he will, I think he will be used again I think we need to use him again I think in the back four if he has more support I've mentioned that in the, as, we, as Kai mentioned we've got a panel piece coming out on how we should use four at the back and Tavares fits in that and I think he should be used so if you're not going to use him against Brighton do bring, it, bring him in now against Southampton the tough away game the tough away, away ground and now is he going to struggle there as always when do you bring him in if you do bring him in if Arteta is planning to bring him in then he should have done it against Brighton do you think there's an element of, you know, fans are going to look back at that January window and go, we didn't sign anyone. And you look at our rival Spurs, they signed two players and now they're ahead of us in the table. Is that the telling difference in the top four race? Yeah, it was always going to be a risk, wasn't it? The way Arsenal did the January transfer window, obviously letting six first-team players go and not bringing anyone in. And the big one they let go was, of course, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, which I think a lot of people can make their peace with Aubameyang included. Everyone pretty much except for Piers Morgan too, so they made their peace with that decision. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I think we all know it needed to happen, but at the same time, letting it go without bringing in a replacement feels sort of now like a kamikaze move, especially when you consider that Kieran Tierney is now injured, uh, Thomas Partey is out injured. In fairness, those are more understandable. I don't think anyone was really calling for Arsenal to sign the Thomas Partey back up in January, Kieran Tierney back up, but the, the lack of goals on the side now is a real problem, particularly if they don't have that defensive platform without Tierney and Partey to build off. So... Of course, it's all connected, and I think there are ways to save this Arsenal season. I don't think it's a complete lost cause, but um, the January transfer window, yeah, the squad is looking really thin right now, and Arsenal took a risk, and it seems to be backfiring, unfortunately. 
where do you think it leaves us then? Like, is this top four over? I know mathematically it's not, but you know, it's it's going to be very difficult when you consider our runner games compared to say Spurs' runner games yeah. to, to to succeed in in this season to get top four. It's much harder now. We've made it hard for ourselves, but to say it's over, that's being, I think, reactive mm. and, and harsh. We've still, we're three points away from fourth place. You don't know what can happen towards the end of the season. Teams are going to drop points. I always say this, the top four is the worst of the, it's the best of the worst almost because teams drop points consistently. We've seen in previous ra- in mm. previous races towards the end when Arsenal lost to Brighton and, well, dropped points to Brighton across the Palace in 2019. Chelsea were also dropping points that time. Think of 2020 when Leicester had their major dip towards the end of the season. Even last season, when Liverpool somehow snuck into the top four. I think it's teams will drop points towards the end of the campaign. Arsenal's got to make sure they find some consistency because Tottenham have still got Liverpool to play. They've still got Arsenal to play. And there's the, the points can be won right there. So we just need to capitalise on that. But it certainly isn't over. I think it would be, it would be wrong and reactive to say top fours a uh, long stretch so look at the chat box and see you guys apologies that i'm reaching across this is the technology you're working with at the moment um Absar says you guys look like you're in the matrix at the moment uh lynn says spurs picked up two injuries at the weekend to conte will have to reshuffle uh, as did west ham of course west ham dropping points as well do you think the west ham result is actually more important than maybe we thought because of how we're playing right now is is top six still in question, despite West Ham and United both yeah. losing two? Uh, maybe it's a bit much to go top six is in question. Mm. I think we've all been uh, in the office this morning. We've all been joking about how Conference League is sort of the best Arsenal can hope for, but I don't think that's really the case. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Bailey. I don't think top four is totally out of the picture. I think West Ham were, were always going to fall away at this stage of the season, A, because of the squad depth they've got, and B, because their focus on the Europa League. We all saw that Thursday night against Lyon was probably the biggest night in their history, and when they go yeah. over to... France to play Leon again, potentially get to the Europa League semi-final and play against Barcelona, that's going to be an even bigger night for them. So yeah. their focus is elsewhere and I think it, it probably should be for West Ham. I think I think there's, there's no problem with them sort of taking a, a backseat in Premier League form. That said, um, I think Arsenal do need to find some form and if it continues to go this badly, then yeah, of course, uh, <laughs> finishing seventh is a worry, but I think Arsenal will be able to find some sort of form, but I, I do think it requires changes um, from Mikel Arteta, and then, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot less uh, of, of yeah. things than I was um, literally this time last week, so who knows. Uh, an interesting comment coming from Nigel, says, this proves how bad a manager Arteta really is. Let's Aubameyang go in January for nothing, doesn't buy a striker and makes Lacazette our captain, our main striker who scored only four goals this season. Arteta has done uh, all he's done is to paper over the cracks. Do you agree with Nigel's words there, Bailey? That's very harsh. <laughs> that is very harsh. Um, hindsight is a wonderful thing. I mm. think at, in January, we was happy we got rid of Aubameyang. We was like, okay, let's trust Lacazette. I remember we was like, Lacazette, he's doing great. He's got the passion. He's got the dressing room. He's got the influence. He's he's leading the team. He doesn't need the goals. Suddenly, mm. he goes two games with Arsenal lose, and we're all hammering him. I think, we, of course, he's going to have bad games. He's going to have good games. And... Uh, I know you mentioned papering over the cracks, but to paper over the cracks, that means you've gotten good results in previous matches. So if you can refine that form again in the next matches, once again, we'll be praising Arteta. I think it's harsh to almost question his status after two games. Let's wait until the end of the season. I've always said top four, we're not reaching top four, not reaching top four, sorry, will not be a failure. It will be a disappointment, mm. but falling out of the top six, that is a failure in my eyes. If he falls out top six, the question has to be answered. The question well, has I'm to asking be, you the question. Be a question. <laughs> if there's a better replacement, for example, let's say there's a better manager out there, then we have to explore it. But if we don't, if there's not a better manager, let's not rush it. But yeah, if he does not get into the top six, questions, serious, serious questions do have, do have to be asked. Yeah, I mean, the reaction after the, the Brighton game was. 
quite vitriolic, to be honest. There was there was a lot of a lot of fine opinions going out. There's a lot of hyperbole as well, but you know that there is still some solid points that the mistakes, as we've discussed with January, that are repeating themselves again, especially with the whole Xhaka at left back situation, because yeah. you've rewind a year. Exactly. One of the reasons why that season last year fails because of that decision. So returning Xhaka to left back over say a Tavares, be it whether you know or not it was he likes him or not, but it, it could come back to bite us again. And if that's happening two seasons in a row, that's something to point to as an error that, you know, the only way to move on from that, if he's not changing, is to change the manager. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i someone who doesn't like to criticise managers unless I think they really deserve it. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it can be sort of a reactionary approach to just immediately sort of knee-jerk criticise the manager. Oh, Arteta needs to go because Arsenal have lost the game. Um, for example, at the start of the season, I, I, I wasn't sort of on the Arteta out hype train just because I, I thought there were things that went against him after all without key players and he was doing his best. At the minute, I think he's being tactically stubborn and that's really costing Arsenal. Mm -hmm. And um, I agree with you, there's the things about Xhaka at left back not really working. Um, I think if he doesn't realise that and if he doesn't sort of make decisions and take steps to take Arsenal off this course that yeah. they're on right now because if they continue down this path then they're not going to end up in the Champions League and that's a massive disappointment and um, I just think I, I, I like Bailey I've, I've been of the opinion that top four will be fantastic but it's not the be all and end all but the way you finish outside of the top four is very important mm -hmm. so if Arsenal from this point on win all their games and Spurs um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's fantastic <laughs> possible yeah. uh, I don't know but if Spurs win all their games and you know goal difference means that Arsenal miss out then yeah. I think most Arsenal fans would sort of be at peace with it they'd look back at these two games and then maybe there'd be conversations to have there but they'd, they'd understand that Arsenal are making progress yeah. but if Arsenal continue playing this way that they have in the past two games between now and the end of the season then I think real questions need to be asked and I think those are fair questions because we had this last season with Villarreal there were things that went against Arsenal then but the best managers adapt in times of crisis and it's not like last season where Arteta had no options whatsoever. He has options this season. He just, in my opinion, is, is taking the wrong ones. And uh, yeah, I think questions do need to be asked him right now. And I'm hoping that he was he'll be able to, um, to to sort things out. Speaking of questions, uh, we're going to open up the floor to some questions very soon. So if you do have any questions you'd like to ask, throw them into the chat box and we'll go through as many of them as we can. Sam says, fairly confident with top six, but if we are to get top four, Arteta has to find a system that suits the high press with the players that he has and tighten up the back line. How does he do that? Look, again, in the piece that uh, <laughs> we will be conducting, I've mentioned that we should go with, I know Kai's mentioned it too, uh, four two three one. I think that will be the most suitable. It gives the defense prote protection, but at the same time, it still allows attacking creativity. I think uh, left back, whoever we do play left back, whether that is Tavares, whether that is Saka, whether it's even Saka, I think they need extra protect protection. And having a pivot of defensive midfielders, for example, Saka and, and Samuel Congo or Elneny and Samuel Congo does help the left back a little bit because they can drift sort of wide without mm. the midfield having space in the middle. Or Gabriel Marcelli and Smithrow can come to support them from the other side. So I think. The 4 2 3 one is the way to go. Something that we're going to allude to in another piece a little bit later on, uh, which will obviously be able to read about in more detail, is the existence of Mohamed El Nenny uh, and whether or not he deserves a piece. Because when you consider that this Arsenal team has lost Partey, who behind Jacker was our most experienced player in the midfields, with obviously Lacazette's involved too, but you look at the age of the players, he's one of our most experienced players. He's never someone that I've looked at as thinking, 
you know, I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to be a starter, but he's certainly someone I've always thought of. He's going to give you a six or seven out of 10 most games. He's, you know, he gives you the sideways passes, the confident passes, the safe options, which, you know, are better than a panicking young Lukonga like maybe we've seen in some games that he's played so far this season. Is there any kind of argument that Arteta should utilise El Nene this season? Not for me. Uh, unless something happens to Sambi Lukonga between now and the end of the season, he gets injured too. Um, El Nene is not the answer. I think Arsenal's problem was a lack of progression from deep positions. You mm. saw Gabriel and Ben White loads of times sort of looking up and not having any options on the ball. And obviously Thomas Partey is a, a big part of that. He offers something of sort of a release valve when Gabriel and White don't really know what to do. They just pop it into Partey and then he kind of does the rest, mm. funnels it out to Erdegaard and we all know what happens after that. Um, El Nene wouldn't be able to do that. And he's not press resistant for me. Uh, he passes, like you say, backwards and sideways. And I think at least Sammy, when he is sort of calm and collected and not panicking, um, like, I, like I think we did see on mm. Saturday, he, he plays forward. And I think that's really important for us. So they need to get the ball forward quickly um, to their attack because I think their best chance of scoring goals right now is catching teams in transition. And I think players like Sambi are a lot better at doing that than Mohamed Elneny, who is a safe pair of hands. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. And I don't want to be too disrespectful to him. But I think Albert Sambi Lukonga is the best option right now in a double pivot alongside Granit Xhaka, not on his own at the base of the midfield. I don't yeah, think yeah. that works. Agreed? Yeah. Um, question from Harvey. Would you bench Lacazette for the next game? This was an inevitable question. Would you bench him? Ah, uh, no. No, because I don't trust it. I don't want Nketiah up there. And our only option really is Gabriel. Nketiah did more in his small cameo than Lacazette did, I thought, the entire game against Brighton. He did do more, but that's because he had the objective. He had, he had injected energy to the team. I think it's easier to come in when it's Brighton are defending a lead than there. And there, of course, they know what the game is. There's 20 minutes left. I think it's easier to come in and make an impact. But starting a game away to Southampton. I know, to be fair, Nketiah has scored. I remember, I think mm. it was during the pandemic. He's uh, the, the project three yeah, started start against Southampton. Yeah. But no, I just don't trust Nketiah as a striker. I don't think he offers enough. With Lacazette, at least... He's, like, he's the captain, he's the lead, and I think we should stick with him. I think he will score. And if, if we have to choose between Lacazette or Enketio, I'm always 100%, 10 out of 10, going to choose Lacazette over Enketio. So I'll go, yes, keep Lacazette. Do you agree? Or are you dropping him? Yeah. At least Eddie shoots. That's, <laughs> that's my big thing. Well, I think we all saw that James Bench catch was incredible that Lacazette's only had four shots on target yeah, wow. in the past, what, a thousand odd minutes of football? Yeah. Um, I think Lacazette offers a lot in terms of the link up play, but. He's really important to Arsenal's setup um, in the sense that Arsenal will play off him. He's a focal point for that attack and he's created a lot of space uh, for the likes of Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, etc. And there's wide spaces and I've written pieces on this. But in the past couple of games, uh, other teams have worked that out. And Patrick Vieira said this in his post match press conference. He said, We instructed our back four to follow Lacazette wherever he goes. And if you follow Lacazette wherever he goes, his whole effectiveness to the team in terms of linking play is basically nullified. And we all know he's not scoring goals. So if he's not scoring goals, he's not linking play. What is he really bringing to the team? And I don't want to sound disrespectful because like Bailey said, he does bring uh, leadership and uh, experience, which mm. I also don't have a lot of right now. But I think when the attack isn't working, um, you try new things. And it wasn't working earlier in the season when Lacazette first came into the team. I think when he came in as a 4-4-2, Arteta tried something new, played a 4-4-2. It worked for a few games and then other teams worked it out. Then they adapted to a 4-3-3. That's worked for a few months, but now other teams are starting to work it out. So for me, it's time to adapt. I don't know if Nketi is the answer. I'd prefer to see Martinelli up front or maybe Smith Rose mm -hmm. a false nine. I think that'd be more exciting. But um, I think it is time for a change up front. I think something else has to be done. And 
I think Lacazette has been snuffed out by opposition teams and uh, it's a real shame, but I think something new needs to happen up front for Arsenal. Do you think it will? Do you think it will drop it? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think uh, I don't think Arteta trusts um, Martinelli up front. I don't think he trusts uh, Smith Rowe as a false nine, otherwise he would have been working on it in training. Mm. We, we know he's not been working on that in training. Martinelli has been being used though in training as a, as a He has, he has, but I think that's more a case of a lack of options as much mm. as anything. Um, so it, it could work. But um, I, I don't think Arteta will do it. How, I just I don't see it. Working. How would you forward? Maybe would you suggest Pepe? Given Pepe, a got possibly. Um, but I don't think his link-up play is necessarily better than Lacazette's. Mm. And I think he looks to come towards the ball mm. and then try and spin in behind. Um, if you're doing that in the middle of the pitch, it's obviously a lot more difficult when you've got centre-backs and midfielders stopping you. If you're doing that out wide when you're up against one full-back and isolated, I think that's a lot easier. So. I wouldn't look to put Pepe out front, although, listen, at this point... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything might be on the table. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Penny Wien. I'd take Tom over Lacazette at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. You've seen some of our strikes. I've seen TC. <laughs> uh, Andreas says, uh, is it time to try Martinelli or Pepe up top? Lacquer has been poor recently, both in build-up and in front of goal. You know, using Pepe is something that I've talked yeah. about and suggested it's... I think, as you said, it's better than maybe keeping Lacazette and keeping on trying and using. The thing with Pepe is I think that he's probably one of, if not the best finisher in the side. Right. In those positions in the box, you get the ball to him, like you saw against Wolves. Turn, spin, finish, you know, he's good in those moments. Naturally, when he plays out in those wide right roles, he's got so many obstacles of defenders to get past that, that he's not as effective. So if you play him closer to the middle of the goal... There's the potential for him possibly to. And I mean, he did play for, for Lille in a centre-forward position. Not the season before he joined us, but the season he before did. that, he did play in a centre-forward role. He did, but it was part of a two. I think yeah. they can work as part of Could a two we, front. I know that we don't tend to play with a, a two, but if we are going to change a system... Yeah. Is, is there any way that you think we could operate it to, or you say to the left forward bit of Martinelli play closer to yeah, Pepe? I think that's the only way it's, it, would, it would work. I think there's just so many changes going on in, in the rest of the team right now to, to change the centre forward position as well as left back, centre midfield, right back, uh, right wing. Um, basically, goalkeeper is the only position that hasn't changed at Arsenal uh, recently, and even Bernardo came in for a game. But mm. um, I think it's too much change, too many square pegs in round holes right now. I think Arsenal need to. Um, find a solution that's alternative to Lacazette, but for me, Pepe isn't the answer. Fair enough. I think we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. Uh, we'll probably back in more natural surroundings the next time you see us, but do let us know if you've enjoyed this format. It really would help uh, letting us know what we can do better on the show. Do subscribe if you need. Kai, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, good to be here in the office. Yeah. What have you got coming up? Uh, we've got the panel piece. I'm going to be doing a piece on why Jack and Left Back didn't work. And then we've got another panel piece, I think. So. Yeah, on Mohamed El Nene. Exactly. Yeah, lots, yeah. Of, lots of good collaborative stuff coming up today. Bailey, thank you as always. Thank what you. have you got coming up? A few pieces for you guys. Uh, Reese Nelson, of course, scored for five notes and got two assists. So, doing a piece on him. Maybe he could work his way back into Arteta's team. If Pepe mm -hmm. doesn't stay at the club, then we shall see. Could be a spot for Reese Nelson. Also, the real reason why we're not signing Darwin Nunes. Uh, you can read about that. Something to do with agents and more panel pieces as well, of course, mm. Kai and TC. So. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, do drop a like on the video, as I say, and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And most importantly, keep following us down the Arsenal way.